following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this December 29th, 2021, week 17, bearing down on us as we inch closer to the kickoffs this weekend. Thursday night football is gone. No more Thursday night football as we have moved on to the final two weeks of the regular season. That's right, two weeks left and only two weeks. Nine teams realistically eliminated, but everybody else is in it, including your Raiders, Christopher. Your Raiders still alive and kicking. No, 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 no. No, technically they are. Technically they are. They're garbage. Not saying they're not garbage. I'm just saying they're statistically still alive. Unlike the New York football giants who are statistically dead. So, but you are still in there. Everybody's still in there. Mine is nine teams. So nine teams. And I I guess I threw in the Redskins because the Redskins, I don't care that they're not mathematically eliminated. That team is finito. Yeah, finito. I just don't, I don't understand why specific franchises like the Raiders, like there's no way inside of that Coliseum that they are thinking in their heads, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. Like we're, we're going to do this. We have a chance to win the Super Bowl. No, come on. Of course they are. Of course they are. I, they might understand that it would be a far, uh, you know, a far reach for them to win the Super Bowl, but for sure they think they can make the playoffs. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Everybody it's, can make the playoffs right now. I mean, everybody. If you look what, at the, where, what what happened to tanking? No. Yeah, well, I mean, in in to this year in 2021, tanking is really kind of difficult because you just see teams that are take for instance the Chicago Bears, right? The Chicago Bears have no draft pick. They got rid of it last year. So they go for two against Seattle in a game that means nothing to them. Now, you would imagine that if they did have their pick, they never would have went for two. Why would you bother? But for them, they don't care. So they go for two. They end up winning. Doesn't affect them at all. The only thing it does is it screws up the Giants because the Giants own that pick. So, and you have a lot of that this year because, like Seattle, for instance, right? They they were in the same position. They doesn't matter what they do because their first round pick is with the Jets. So, on top of having teams that have no, you know, say in whatever the final standings are because their picks are gone, you know, you have other teams that are, you know, these are grown men. <laughs> I mean, I grown men, grown boys. I, I guess age is relative, right? But I, it's tough to have people that do this for a living when your safety is on the line when you go out on the football field every week to actually tank. You know, you could put your – I guess you could put the team in position to fail by starting shitty players, by start, starting bad quarterbacks, by putting people on the IR. But if you put everybody out there when they're healthy and you play them, it's tough to tank. It just is. I guess. NBA is a lot easier to tank. 
Oh, NBA, yeah. NBA could be a tank fest, right? You trade away all your players. You, you give bottom of the bench talent, you know, more PT. And sure enough, you can get it up there. I mean, Philadelphia did it for a decade. How many first picks, how many first number one picks did they get? Three? So many. I don't even remember, but I mean, it was like a decade of tanking. So, but yeah, no, your your Raiders will not be tanking this year. They are still in the mix. And by the time that they're out of the mix, which could be this weekend, could be next weekend, it'll be too late to do anything toward your draft position. But uh, you are still alive, so enjoy it. As it, like I said, all teams minus nine. And sorry, Redskin fans, I gave you guys the hook. You don't deserve it. So uh, the other big news today, John Madden, the old big jolly man, he's similar to Santa. He's like football Santa, uh, has passed away at the age of 85. And uh, just like you knew, our great nation and our great media would, we have some way, somehow, some way found a way, some way to find a way. That's a lot of ways. Somehow found a way to fuck his whole send up, send off all up, because now everybody and their brother has found some kind of way to inject themselves and make John Madden's passing personal to them. It's pretty outstanding. You would think that this guy was the Pope, and he's cured cancer. By the way, people are talking about him. I had a great time watching him. You you remember him, right? I mean, you're not that old. I mean, that young. I mean, no. I mean, I I remember him as kind of the end of his you know little stint. But I remember him as you know I was a kid when he was announcing games. But do you remember him on CBS? That was when CBS still owned the rights to the NFC. Uh, I remember him more from Monday Night Football. I think. Okay, so. Yeah, right. He goes and he goes NFC package from CBS to Fox. So he was on CBS, then he was on Fox. Uh, and then he bowed out to do Monday Night Football, and then he did Monday Night Football on ABC, and then he did NFL or Monday Night Football on NBC. So as they've been saying all day long, he worked for all four major networks, all four. Um, so I couldn't believe when they put it up there, he actually worked seven years at Monday Night Football. It felt like a couple. Oh wrote? no! I remember. That's where I remember him from. Yeah, seven years, which is pretty crazy because I remember him differently. I remember him primarily as the NFC package guy. So I, I remember him a little bit on CBS, and then I remember him for the entire Fox run. Uh, but anyway, our media today has found a way to talk about themselves. I heard Adam Shine. Adam Shine, who was starting off at at. WFAN in New York when I interned there in 2001. And somehow I'm, I hop in the car to go pick up pizza for the kids yesterday, and he's talking about how John Madden bought him a case of 100 jars of honey and some kind of cool story that way. So honey, honey stories. That's what you're getting out of some people. Do you ever watch Colin Cowherd? The herd. No, no. I mean, I hear him on the radio once in a while. No, no. I, I do not either. I just happen to be sitting around trying to prep for the show, and I turned on uh, FS1, and he had his show on. He spent the entire ten minutes of the opening monologue talking about John Madden, and had no, no stories at all, at all to tell because he had no interactions with him minus one, and he told some. I don't know. He, they were talking about local colleges, and John Madden knew everything. But somehow, Heard makes the point to, oh, you know, don't forget, he's a really smart 
guy. And everybody's going to forget how smart he really was because they'll remember him as the big, dumb, jolly guy. But he was really smart. And, of course, you know, so that he could later say, remember I said John Madden, he was really smart. So, anyway, uh, I, it, it's <laughs> seriously, this guy, you would thought that he served as, like, the president for two terms from the send-off he's getting. Not a bad thing. I like John Madden. I just don't know if he's ultimately that important. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. For everybody and their brothers talking. The one thing that I can say is that when you think of football, you definitely do think John Madden. And I think that has a lot to do with the Madden football game and growing up in the era of, you know, football. I mean, uh, uh, For sure. Game. Right, so we grew up in the era of video games, and so getting the new Madden, the new Madden coming out, was like a huge thing growing up. It was still is. Know, I mean, I not know. for me, but 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 not right. I, I don't play. I really don't play the Madden games. But you hear about it in the media, and who gets a ninety-nine ranking, and the weekly changes, et cetera, et cetera. So Madden was. I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. He won a Super Bowl with the Raiders, and. You know, that was a big thing. So he was always this prominent figure in my life. And it's sad. It really is. But, you know, I... I mean, is it sad? I mean, is it sad? The guy was 85 and he was like 500 pounds because all he did was eat red meat and drink beer. And (laughs) I mean, he wasn't a healthy guy. Everybody said it. I mean, it's sad when anybody goes. But I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not personally sad. I, I didn't cry about it. No, it's, you know, it's just, it's sad that, that the football world lost somebody like that. That's like, that's all I'm trying to say. I'll give you that. Yeah, of course. It, 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 it sucks, especially because he was so prominent. You read, like, Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk. He, he, wants to, he, he wants the NFL to rename something spectacular about John Madden. You know, he was, like, making the John Madden M- uh, MVP award, the John Madden this award, the John Madden that award. It's like, yeah. okay, I, I, I guess. I mean, sure. Um, but make no mistake about it. I, when it comes to the video game, you know, kudos for Madden for building a brand for himself. And I, from all the stories, it sounds like he did give some solid input to that video game at certain points uh, in its existence and history. However, let's not, <laughs> let's not fool ourselves. Madden football was going to be made one way, shape, or form. It didn't matter whose name got pinned on it. Right. Originally, they wanted uh, they wanted Joe Montana. That was the first go. I think Madden was three in the uh, lineage, and they couldn't get the first two. First being Joe Montana. So I mean, Madden football could be Joe Montana football, uh, and I, I don't know if it would have impacted Madden's history all that much. Obviously, the the video game continues on. But anyway, passing of the old man. Uh, Sayonara, happy trails. Uh, It was a pleasure to hear you on Sundays, and you did make it a lot more uh, watchable. Uh, And I wish that there were more announcers like him uh, on the air uh, compared to some of what you get now, which is, I mean, some of the same people for eons that still stink. And then even the new blood, like Spiro Ditas, he's just trying to be the announcers of old. You have Gus Johnson, who, I mean, he's got to inject emotion into every single play it's first and 10 and he got a three-yard run who fucking cares holy shit uh anyway (laughs) all right so let's get to football and uh we are gonna have a short abbreviated uh show here uh we're gonna actually we've got about 15 minutes so what do you want to do here do you want to just run down the picks Uh, yeah let's go let's get into the games let's let's start at the top 
All right, so uh, be in the interest of time here, we will shy away from doing the recaps of all the gambling, and we will not do the best games. We'll just go down the slate uh, from top to bottom and look at each one of the games. So uh, we, I guess we'll just start off right here in New Jersey uh, over in East Rutherford where the Jets are taking on the Buccaneers. So, uh, well, actually, let me just hit the brakes real quick. <laughs> And I will say that there are a lot of games that are good this week. So, and we will touch on all of these, but all of these games have meaning to them. Chiefs at the Bengals, Raiders at the Colts, Rams at the Ravens, Dolphins at the Titans, Broncos at the Chargers, Cards at the Cowboys, Vikings at the Packers, and Browns at the Steels. Steelers. All those games mean something. On top of that, you also have some fun with draft because the Jets and the Giants both own two picks, and they own a total of four picks in the top seven uh, top seven picks of the draft as it stands right now. There are also multiple games that have impact on the number one draft pick, that being the Jags, the Pats, and then the number two slot is held by currently the Lions. Lions play the Seahawks. Then it's the Jets. They play the Bucks. Then the fourth is the Giants. They play the Bears. That game's super interesting because the Giants own the Bears pick. So the Giants are playing against themselves for draft position in that game. And then five, uh, the number five slot is owned by Houston, and they are playing the 49ers. So a lot of games that mean something. And so... <laughs> Back to the games we go. Uh, Bucks at the Jets in East Rutherford in New York. The line is 13 right now. I, I couldn't get any stats on this. All the stats on this that will be quoted at 3.45 p.m. on December 29th, courtesy, of course, of the Action Network. So tickets are 80% in favor of the Bucks, and that's what was all I could find. I have no interest in this game whatsoever, so I will start it off. I picked the Jets. I think 13 points is a lot of points for a Buccaneer team that is crazy banged up even though they just throttled um, whoever it was last week. Um, who the hell did they beat up on last week? They, they beat up on the Panthers. Oh yeah, the Panthers suck. So, uh, I just think it's a lot of points so I picked the Jets in this one. Oh, I kind of went the other way. I, I really don't care about the the be, how beat up the Bucks are. I think they're actually getting some receivers back. But they just they destroyed the team. I, I think... The way I looked at it is, who's better, the Panthers or the Jets? And, like, I think the Panthers-Jets would end in, like, a 0-0 tie. So, I, I don't know. Tampa Bay is pretty good. I think that they're still fighting for that that number one overall seed, right? They need Green Bay to lose. They need Green Bay to lose, correct. Because Green Bay, right now, the number one seeds in both divisions is Green Bay, and or are Green Bay and Kansas City. And Green Bay's one game ahead, Correct. They are, what, 12 and 3? Uh, I don't have it up right now, but I think they are one game ahead of the Cowboys, who are in second. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I think the Cowboys I, are, are they... 11 and 4, and Green Bay is 12 and 3 without having the actual standings up in front of me currently. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still, I think, how far? Well, they definitely clinched the division. So they're guaranteed a 1 through 4 seed. They lost to the Rams. They're tied with the Rams, so they need the Rams to lose. They beat Tampa. They beat Dallas on that first game of the year. All right. So, so here's just the breakdown of one through four. It's Green Bay Cowboys, Rams, Bucks. Right. 
Packers are 12 and 3, everybody else is 11 and 4. Cardinals are the first wild card at 10 and 5. So the Packers have a two-game lead on Arizona who could slide up and take over the West. On all the other teams, they have a one-game lead. So that's what it is. So I mean basically if you were talking about the Packers owning the 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 buy for the NFC, it's win out. That's what you got to do. You got two games you got to win out. Yeah, Tampa's got to win out. If they even want a chance to have numerous home games, they're going to have to win out. Evans isn't playing. 12 and a half doesn't seem like that much to me when I know how fast they can score. I, I don't know. The Jets are horrible. I'm going to go with the Bucs. I'm locking in the Bucs. Yeah. The, are, are you going to – it's going to be one of your best bets? Yeah. Oh. Put it in there. Best bet for Chris going with the uh, – Going with the Buccaneers there in the 13 points. For me, I you know, the Lions, the Panthers, sorry, not the Lions, the Panthers. Last week, the Panthers were at home. They were underdogs by 10 and a half, and then they ultimately lost by 26. So then they jacked up this spread up to 13. I just, I think it's too much, but uh, who knows? I, it, not really a game worthwhile talking about. The only reason that this does have relevance, obviously, is because uh, the Bucks need it to try to hope, like you said, to get multiple home games, and the Jets obviously want to lose so that they better their draft position. The next game up will be in Cincinnati, where this game, probably the best game of the week, if you ask me, is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Game is five and a half in favor of the Chiefs, so you got your first, well, your second road uh, favorite here, and the Sharps, tickets, and money all on the Bengals, so you have a trifecta. Only light in terms of tickets at 53%, but 83% of the money as of Wednesday is on the Bengals. So who do you have here? I took the Bengals too. I told, we talked about it weeks ago. I, I have yet to pick the Chiefs since that debacle, and they've been covering, though. Every week. They've been covering every week I since I, I stopped I, I been, picking them. I've been picking them, and they've been they've been hitting nonstop. Nonstop, it's crazy. But, I'm, but I actually really like the Bengals in this game. They're going to be part of my bets later on. I, Kansas City's de- defense is very good. I actually see this as more of an under. I know that sounds crazy because these are two offensive teams, but fifty points is a lot. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But. I, I just I really like the way Cincinnati's playing. As long as all their receivers stay healthy and they're and that and Mixon can do what Mixon's doing, Kansas City's gonna have a handful. Uh, I, I think Kansas City will have a handful, but I think they will be able to eke it out. And f- oddly enough, you mentioned the over-under. I am going the opposite way. I'm actually making that one of my two over-unders for the week, and I'm taking the over at 49 and a half points. So, um, uh, and I ended up taking the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been pretty much on, on a tear uh, as of recently. They have to win by five and a half on the road. I think this game will be close. I have a little bit of trepidation going with the Bengals again after having that monster week last week. I mean, they looked really good, but Kansas City has looked okay too. They get Kelsey back off the COVID-19 list. Um, I, I don't know. It's kind of a coin flip. I probably would like to take the home game, home team here, especially with two close uh, teams as the Chiefs and Bengals are. But I'm going with Kansas City because I, I just think they're the hotter team right now. I, I know the Bengals had a monster game last week, but the Chiefs right now are red hot. Where is this game? I, I you know what? I, I forgot to look that up. I wanted to look at that again. Is this game in Kansas City or is it in Cincinnati? 
It's in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. It's going to be a great game. Game of the week for sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought so as well. So uh, we're on opposite ends there. It, it is not. Now, you made the Bucks one of your best bets. Are you making the Bengals one of your best bets? No. This game has a an incredible fantasy relevance, uh, relevant uh, uh, mark in my, in my league, the, your league. Cause this is, I got Patrick Mahomes and, uh, Chris has freaking what's Mixon, his name? Right? He has Higgins. Oh, he has Higgins. Yeah. And Higgins blew up last week. Higgins Does he have Nixon too? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I probably screwed that up with somebody else, but I know he has Higgins because I was talking to him the other day about it. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, this will be a big fantasy game because Mixon has been putting up points. Mahomes has been putting up points. Kelsey had a monster week two weeks ago. So there's going to be a lot of points to be had in championship Oh, he does. Games. He has Mixon and he has Higgins starting. Yeah, this is a big fantasy game across the board because there's going to be a lot of fantasy players in, uh, in play here. So we are on opposite ends there. The only lock that you have there is me taking the over of 49 and a half. So the next game is question mark because the Colts are hosting the Raiders and the Colts aren't sure if they have a quarterback right now. So uh, it was announced, I believe yesterday, if not the day before, that Carson Wentz is going on the COVID-19 list. So we don't know whether or not he is going to play in this game. Allegedly, I well, they asked Frank Wright if he talked to Philip Rivers, which he said he did, but he has all year, so there's nothing new to report. It's just he did talk to them. And I know people have, I think the Saints talked to Rivers too about coming back at one point. But anyway, the Colts are going to be hosting the Raiders in a pretty pivotal game here for both teams. Colts are favored by six. The over-under is 44 and a half points. Right now, the Sharps like the Raiders. 58% of the tickets are on the Colts and 84 percent of the money is on the Colts despite the quarterback issue so I imagine that everybody's thinking that he is going to clear the new protocol which you are or are not familiar with I am very familiar with it how do you how are you not if you listen to any sports radio how are you not familiar with it yes so for those not in the know here is the short version of it gone is the old pr- process which was unvaxxed players test positive, they're out 10 days. Vax players who test positive need two negative tests in 48 hours and they're good to go. Now everything is changed. So now with a positive test, if you're asymptomatic, regardless of your vaccination status, you sit five days in isolation. Then 24 hours without a fever and your other symptoms improving, you're good to go. So gone are the 10 days and the two negative tests. So now it's a positive test as so long as you're asymptomatic. Uh, it's five days of isolation. And I think if you are symptomatic, you need to have everything subside before you can come back in the building. So that that's whatever the hell the new shit is. And basically they're just trying to get everybody back on the field. And this is the way that our lives are going to li- work going forward because this is going to be it. Because this whole thing is going to become a cold. And I, I you know, I don't. People are going to pass away from it, just like the flu. But you can't live life the way that they're doing it right now. So the, you follow the NFL, you're going to see how American life and probably worldwide life is going to work going forward because we can't do it like this. That's a little COVID trip. Anyway, back to the Colts and the Raiders. Who do you got there? Uh, I'm going to take the Colts. I know that the spread. Did you see how the spread moved today? Did you read about that? I don't know. I I pulled these numbers at about four o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and uh, I have the Colts with six points. Yeah. So it went from, and I heard about this on the radio. It went from seven down to one, 
all the way back up to five within like an hour. Well, I did read the story about how obviously Vegas insiders knew about the COVID designation because there was a lot of movement half an hour prior to the actual announcement. I did read that story. Right. And so they moved it all the way down to one and then it went all the way back up to five. If you got this at one, there's no way. I don't care who the quarterback is. The Raiders are not going to beat Indianapolis. They're not. No, I agree. There's no. So, so at one, that was almost the lock of the year. Uh, I would think so, so long as Wentz plays. But I, I doubt anybody got the one. I really doubt it. That was probably something that happened in minutes. And unless you were sitting on your app or in Vegas at a window, you probably weren't quick enough to catch those odds. Right, right. So you went with the Colts. I ended up going with the Colts, too. The six points didn't really scare me away. I am banking that a Wentz is going to clear protocol and then play. And so long as oh, yeah. he plays their home, I don't, you know, the Raiders are going to have trouble, you know, stopping uh, Taylor uh, and uh, Taylor, right? No. Uh, I'm screwing up. The quarterback, the, the running back team. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, uh, I was my number one, my number one pick this year in fantasy, and I've been a huge fan of him for the two years. And I forgot his name, uh, JT. So uh, you know, it's going to be tough for the Raiders to stop JT. I don't like Carr, so I went with the Colts as well. So the next game up is going to be the Eagles taking on the Washington football team. You have another home dog here. The Eagles are favored by three and a half. Forty six is the over under. Sharps are on. Washington, the tickets and the money, both about 70% are on the Eagles. Lock it in. Lock it in. That's funny. I locked it in, too. Uh, I took I, I took it as well. I put that in as one of my locks. I actually have that in my bets as well. You're an idiot if you bet the, the Redskins, uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, they are a mess. They're an absolute mess. They're fighting on the sidelines, and there's really not much left to talk about this game. I do get a little... Bit of hesitation picking the Eagles only because I, you know, I could see them having, you know, one of these crapo games out of nowhere, and then you get Taylor Heineke or whatever having a game. But then I come back to, you know, reality, and I say the Eagles are just a better team, and they they've got to get this one in. So, Eggy Brothers both have the Eagles locked in. So next game up, we will travel to Baltimore. The Ravens hosting the Rams. Another good game. Rams are the road favorite. Three and a half points is the spread. 46 and a half is the over under. The tickets and the sharps like the Rams. The money likes the Ravens. I am going to lock in the Rams for me on this one. Really? I went the other way. I thought with Lamar Jackson back, I think that they're going to be they're going to be raring to go. Uh, it's not as much Lamar Jackson for me. Lamar Jackson's a little banged up. This might be the first time he plays. Maybe he is back to healthy, and the ankle is not bothering him. But for me, this continues to be the Baltimore secondary and being as decimated by injury as they are, uh, and they lost uh, another cornerback uh, last week. Right, Everett, uh, he went down. I just yeah, they are they are destroyed in their backfield. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge believer in Matthew Stafford. I, I know he's kind of now people are hopping back on the Stafford bandwagon, but I'm not a huge fan. But I think in this spot, I 
the Ravens just, they're going to be battling too much. So I'm taking the Rams because it's only three and a half. I think they're going to win. And three and a half really, uh, you know, isn't a lot for, you know, the Ram team. I, I think they should win probably by a touchdown, but that's me. I, I, t- I took Baltimore thinking that they're actually going to lose by three. I like the three and a half. Like, oh, I see. I, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So did you say you're locking that in as one of your best, five, your top five? Yeah. Yep. So put that in. Best bets on opposite sides. Rich taking the Rams. Chris taking the Ravens. The next game up will be in Orchard Park where the Bills will take on the Falcons. The Bills are 14.5 point favorites in this. The Sharps like the Bills. The Tickets like the Falcons. The money have not come in yet uh, on a side. So we have Bills and a big spread here. Is it too big for you or no? Uh, Yeah, way too big. I... I don't think that – I know they're fighting for a playoff spot and they would love to just hammer the Falcons. I just – 14 points is so much. I I don't I don't see them – that's like saying the – I mean, the Bucks are playing the, the Jets. I, I don't think that the Falcons are as bad as the Jets are. No, I, I don't know. I ended up going with the Bills on this one. I, I don't like any of these big spreads. I'm, you know, we're picking them for the points – for the purposes of picking all the games, but I, I would stay away from most of these big spreads this week, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills here. I, the Falcons, their season's just basically done. And, I, you know, how much more can you go, you know, on this? you, you got to go on the road here. They were just, were, they were at home versus the Lions. You know, they won that game 20-16. Uh, to 16. They barely got out versus the Lions. Now they got to go on the road. I think there's going to be bad weather here in Buffalo. The only thing that might limit this, uh, the spread here, or the Bills' ability to cover is the weather. So the weather might limit it, but I mean, so long as it's not a shit show in terms of the weather, I think the Bills should be able to uh, cover that 14 and a half. So that that was my pick, and you're on the opposite end. You're picking the Falcons there, so we're going to differ uh, with that game. The Pats-Jaguars in New England is the next game on the docket. 15 and a half is the spread in favor of the Pats. 42 is the over-under. The Sharps like the Jaguars. The Tickets like the Pats. Money, again, have not come in on a side. I took the big spread in this one again. Yeah, I they're, Jacksonville is... I understand that New England's defense is missing three linebackers from what I read. Well, they lost uh, Judon. They lost Bentley. COVID for the two of them. Um, I, I don't know if it's as much of them losing the defense as I, I just what the Jaguars just lost Robinson, so he's out for the year. I, you know, they screwed up the end of that game last week versus the Jets. They should have won that one. And the Bill, the Pats are on a slide here. So I'm just thinking that this is Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback in Lawrence versus a team that just lost one of their biggest playmakers in Robinson and the Pats, you know, needing a get right game, if you will. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're just, they're going to destroy them. Yeah. So that, that, that's another big, I I actually, I kind of like that big spread. The other ones I don't, that one I, I could actually get behind. So then you have the shit bowl between the bears and the giants. This one to be played in Chicago at soldier field bears favored by six points, six fucking points for the bears. Remember that this team sucks on ice and they're favored by six points. Why? Because they're playing the giants. So it is a trifecta game. The sharps tickets and money all like the bears, big money. 
money and big tickets. Money's 97% in favor of the Bears, 72% of the tickets. So with that, I said over-under, and this one is 37.5. They're not expecting any points. So I picked the Giants in this one. Oh, yeah. I, I think the Giants, too. This is 38 points or 37 points. It's something so low. Yeah, I just, I'm just i not giving the Bears six points. I'm sorry. I, you know, I could be wrong here. The I don't care. Are horrible. The Bears are horrible. The Bears are bad. I the Giants' defense is bad, but it's not that bad. They've shown a little bit of life here down the stretch. Their offense obviously is a disaster. But six points, Jesus Christ! I mean, come on. Enough not even. That. I think it's. I think it was seven when I looked at some point today. Like they're really convinced the Giants are that bad. I mean, they, they, they are. I mean, they for sure are. Don't get me wrong. But my point here is the Bears. I'm not giving Bears. I don't care who's under center. I'm not giving the Bears six points. I'm, I'm sorry. No way. No. So no. the final 1 o'clock game is going to be the Titans versus the Dolphins. Yet another good game here. You have Tennessee favored by 3.5 at home. Over under is 41 points. Another trifecta game. Sharps on the Titans. 64% of the tickets on Tennessee. And 89% of the money. Like the home team here. So Tua is on a tear. Dolphins on a tear. They have won, what, 7 straight, right? They were 1-7 and seven and won 7 straight to go to 8-7. and seven. Are you going to go with Miami here? Or is this where the run? comes to an end. The only team in NFL history to win, lose seven in a row and win seven in a row in the same season. Yes, I saw it. It was all over the... It, when it hits CNN, you know it is a little trivia question, answer for the ages. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, there, there's no... I, I have Tennessee and I'm locking them in. Oh, look at that. Eggie brothers, both locking in Tennessee. I put them in as one of my best bets as well. Uh, I think this is the end of the run for the Dolphins. That'll take us to the 4 o'clock games. And the first one up will be the 49ers-Texans in what turns out to be a draft bowl. Well, I guess a draft bowl on one side and a playoff bowl on the other side. 49ers favored by 12.5. Another monster spread here. The over-under, 44. Sharps like the Texans. 86% of the tickets like the Texans. And then the money is all over the 49ers at 94%. And again, these numbers are going to be completely skewed because nobody's betting until the day of the games now with all this COVID bullshit. So anyway, 49ers, 12 and a half, too much for you? Or you think you can get behind that big spread? Uh, I, I took Houston. I, it was 13 when I looked at it uh, earlier today. I'll take Houston at 13. I, I'm With Trey Lance, you have no idea what's going to happen. The reality of all these games, no matter what we pick is that with the COVID that you mentioned, this could be a totally different spread come Saturday? Well, th- this spread, yes, yeah, sure. COVID could definitely hit one of these teams and affect big players. I think the biggest position of all of sports is quarterback, and right now we all know that Garoppolo is not going to play. So this right. this line has already been adjusted for the Garoppolo uh, removal uh, under center. So Trey Lance in there, they're still getting twelve and a half. I'm with you. I took Houston. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give Trey Lance twelve and a half points. Dude hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, I, I just again I can't. I, you know, there's, there's 
too much too many issues here. And remember, I, I mean, this is the same 49ers team that last week gave up the halftime lead to the Titans. Now, the Titans are obviously a way better team than Houston, but it's not like the 49ers are knocking it out of the park here. Halftime leads last week were 12 and 3. One of those three teams to lose it were the 49ers in a pivotal game that they needed. And they blew yeah. it. So why yeah. am I going to get behind that that team in 12 points? I'm with you. I am backing the Texans in this one. Chargers are going to be hosting the Broncos. The Chargers are five and a half point favorites at home. 45 is the over under. Drew Locke will be under center for the Broncos. The Sharps have not taken any stance as of right now. The tickets are barely on the Broncos at 52%, and 97% of the money is on the Chargers. Uh, I took the Chargers, and it is one of my locks of the week. Yep, me too. Teddy, Teddy. Teddy Covers is out of this game, which means that the Chargers are a lock. Yeah, and I think that San Diego, San Diego, Jesus, there I go again. Enough with the San Diego. Uh, That Los Angeles here needs a little bit of a comeback here at home after the disaster last week. I mean, you couldn't have lost an easier game that meant more than the Chargers did last week against Houston. Uh, I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that uh, they screwed that game up. And as a result, I, I mean, really impacted their playoff standings. So, or their playoff position. Uh, the playoff standings and their playoff position. Well, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, so we're both in on the Chargers on that one at five and a half. So we will travel to New Orleans for the next game. They're play, facing off against the Panthers. NFC South battle here. Saints favored by seven points at home. 38 is the over-under. Not expecting any points in this game. The Sharps are on the Panthers. Everything else is on the Saints. 97% of the money. All these, all the, the 4 o'clock games you're seeing monster money on the team that you know ultimately has the tickets because they're all early bets. So 97% of the money is on the Saints. Uh, I took the Saints. Yeah, I took the Saints too. They got 20, 21 players off COVID today. They'll be Tired, but that team's going to be much better than what they showed on Monday night. Yeah, and the bonus for the current COVID process, and I guess the way that COVID is fleshing itself out, especially with the Omicron Omicron variant, is what you're going to see here is that because you're good to go after 90 days, for 90 days after you contract COVID originally, you're going to see over the next two weeks, everybody just kind of shuttle off and on to the COVID list. And barring them have any significant, uh, you know, illness-related uh, symptoms, that COVID's just going to be in the back, you know, rearview mirror. It's going to be gone because these players are going to, once it come off, that's it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So this is almost like chicken pox parties. Get everybody together. Get everybody to get COVID and let's get this over with. So the Saints do have a lot of people coming back. They're favored by seven. Didn't stop me or you. We're going to take the Saints, correct? Yep. So we'll travel to Dallas from New Orleans where the Cowboys are going to be facing off against the Cardinals. Great game here, kind of. Not really. The Cardinals are not the team that they were. Uh, They've hit a little bit of a wall here. Everybody is talking about it. Oh, it's the uh, coaching wall. You know, Cliff Kingsbury has reached his potential. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. The Cowboys are favored by 5.5. Over-under is 51.5. This is a trifecta game. Sharps, tickets, and money all on the Cowboys. I actually took the Cowboys and I made it one of my best bets. Because I, I'm, it's no reflection of Kingsbury and how good or bad he is. I just think that this team on offense 
is, you know, all over the place right now because, you know, you have Connor who had a good year. Now he's hurt. You had Hopkins, who's their number one receiver. He's out. You have Murray, who's running around, you know, trying to make stuff happen. But, I, you know, him and Baker Mayfield battle the same issues, which is, you know, under six-foot quarterbacks or six-foot quarterbacks. It's, it's a tough racket it, when you can't sit behind – in your pocket, behind your line, and throw the ball in a conventional offense. It gets exhausting having to run around and do all that shit with your legs. And I just, I, I, I don't believe in it ultimately. And I think right here, the Cowboys, they've got a lot of things going for them. A little bit of injuries on their side. But I think enough at home that they should be able to win. I'm going to go on the other end of it. I'm going to take Arizona. I think that uh, the Cowboys have been playing so well. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they're a really good team. But I think this is going to be a shootout, and I have faith that Arizona, with Connor back in the lineup, healthy. I, I, I just I, I think that the, that Dallas has something coming to him, man. I think this is going to be a, a blow up game, and I think Arizona is going to win. All right, so we're on opposite sides for that one. One final game at four o'clock, and that is another shit bowl. This one is the Seahawks hosting the Lions. Seahawks favored by seven points here, over under 42 and a half. The Sharps are in on the Lions. 69% of the money or tickets are on the Lions, and 82% of the Seahawks, uh, of the tickets are on the. Jesus, uh, I screwed that whole thing up. Let's start that again. So, Sharps are on the Lions. 69% of the tickets are on the Lions, and 82% of the money are on the Seahawks. So, who did you take? I took the Seahawks. I, I the, Lions, the Seahawks at home. That they the Seahawks should be coming off a win. That was crazy. I the Lions are not that good. I get they play really hard. They've been playing really hard for Campbell, but I love Seattle at home every time they play there. So I'm taking the, the Hawks. Yeah, I don't know. I had the Lions picked here. I don't know what to do. I, I really wanted to pick the Seahawks. I kind of got scared off it. I don't really know what to do. You know what? I'm, I, I picked the Lions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ex-nay that, and I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. I, I I really wanted to go with the Seahawks, and I didn't do it. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm probably gonna get burnt on this, but I'm gonna flip over. I'm gonna take the Seahawks as well. So the two of us are on the Seahawks there. Uh, no locks there. Sorry, that was the wrong button. Did that last week too doing the podcast. So there is the correct button, and that will bring us to Sunday Night Football: Packers Vikings in Green Bay. Six and a half points is the spread in favor of the hometown Packers. Forty-seven and a half is the over/under. The Sharps have not taken an angle. Tickets and money on the Packers. Who are you going to take? I'm taking the Vikings. I take the Vikings as well. I just I was not happy with what I saw last week with the Packers. They have a mess in their backfield. They don't know who to play at any given time. It should be A.J. Dillon uh, because Aaron Jones stinks. Well, A.J. Dillon has been playing incredible. I don't know. You're right. Aaron Jones should be a change of pace back at this point. Like A.J. Dillon's just incredible. Um, Jones looks like three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, he he tries to make a, a bunch of moves and cuts and he doesn't go anywhere with it. Yeah, A.J. Dillon is just a beast. He's like the next Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I know Minnesota's going to be down Adam Thielen. I don't care. It, that doesn't mean anything to me. Harrison Smith just going on co- on the COVID list doesn't help, but he has time to get off of it. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you can get off Sunday morning. Um, I just I, Minnesota's playing for something. They're going to be fighting hard. I, this is going to be a good game. I, this is a great Sunday night game. I like this. 
Yeah, I like the Vikings for similar reasons. I mean, primarily the six and a half I just thought was heavy. I, I just thought that was heavy for a Packers team that doesn't seem to be able to close out any game, much less run away from it. And, you know, it, it's every other game or every other quarter that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just, you know, there's some some kind of injury that he's crying about, that, that fucking foot that he can't get enough of limping around the field. He's got his pissy face on. You know, enough is enough. I think they probably win the game, but I like the Vikings in the six and a half points. So that leaves... One final game, that's Monday Night Football. We have the Steelers hosting the Browns. Browns are a road favorite at three points. 41 is the over-under here. The Sharps like the Browns. Tickets are on the Browns. Money is on the Steelers. I wanted to get behind the Steelers, and ultimately I couldn't do it. No, me neither. I took Cleveland. The Steelers are terrible. They're horrible. Yeah, I, I just... Big Ben looks so bad... And even though he could pull a rabbit out of his hat here in the final home game that he, you know, is going to play, I just think the Browns are a better team. And if they get a quarterback back that can play, uh, not that Mayfield is one of my favorites, but he's better than their other options, I, I think they should have enough to beat up on the Steelers here. And for me, it's actually going to be one of my over-unders, as I'm going to pick the over in this one, because these two, these two defenses aren't that good. You know, everybody thought the Browns is this great defense, and they're not. And neither is Pittsburgh. I think DVOA, uh, Pittsburgh right now is 22nd, and Cleveland is 17th. So, uh, I thought the 41 was an easy number to get over. Yeah, I, that, that's, that sounds like a lock to me, too. Yeah, that's why I ended up taking it. So, um, we're both in on the Browns. I am in on the over-under for that one. So, that's actually all of the games, all 16 of them. So, let's go straight into the gambling segment. And why don't you fire away and give me, uh, I mean, give me your, well, we did our locks, but why don't you give them to me one more time. All right, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. Bucks. The Eagles. Eagles versus the Redskins. Ravens. Ravens, you're opposite me on that one, so you're going to take them. Titans. Tennessee, I think that's a good bet, ending the Miami uh, tear that they're on. And the Chargers. Chargers, obviously, at home, facing off against the Broncos and Drew Locke. I like all of them. Uh, I, myself, went with the Eagles, the Rams, the Titans, same as you. Chargers, same as you. And then I took the Cowboys. So I don't think op- we're opposite. Oh, we're opposite the Rams and the Ravens. The, that's the one game that we're opposite on. So uh, everything else, we're either not on. Uh, we're on board with each other or picking different games. So uh, over unders, uh, I will kick off with this one for the over unders. I picked Kansas City, Cincinnati over forty nine and a half, and Cleveland, Pittsburgh over forty one. I've been doing unders all year, but the overs have started to hit, and I think that these two. I think the Kansas City, Cincinnati game could be a shootout. I know that's opposite what you think, uh, but Cleveland and Pittsburgh at forty one points. I just don't think it's a lot. So, where'd you go with your over unders? Yeah, I went under with the Kansas City game, the under the fifty, and the New England Jacksonville game. I went under forty two. Yeah, you know, I looked at that New England game as an under as well. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough of, of about the weather and what's going to happen there. I mean, are they really going to? I mean, it's just not a lot of points. I mean, Jaguars are going to have to be from behind. But I mean, I don't know. It's probably a good bet because New England they're going to have to rely on shutting teams down in order to win here because their offense has definitely hit a wall at least for the short term. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the under. All right, so and now uh, we will head off to our actual bets. Now, last week you did good. You won your Buffalo Moneyline bet. You also won your five-team teaser. So you netted yourself a, a nice little payday there. I think that got you back over 3000 correct? Yeah, up to 3325 30, 3325 really? Wow. Um, okay, and so, and then you did, you lost the uh, parlay Seattle money line. That didn't work out, nor did New Orleans. Uh, and when we get to me, I ended up losing my two. Uh, Seattle screwed me in my teaser, and then New England screwed me in my parlay. Uh, the other ones I hit, but horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So let's uh, kick off with what you're going to do with your big 3300 bucks that you got sitting in your kitty. All right, cool. So uh, I got... $100 to win on Philadelphia at minus three and a half. Gotcha. And then I'm going to do a $50 money line mixed with a $100 tease. So I'm going to use Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Baltimore in my money line parlay. All right. So you're doing money line. You're doing Cincinnati. Who are the other ones? Tennessee and Baltimore. Tennessee and Baltimore. Baltimore, obviously, is what's going to give you the juice. I guess Cincinnati, too, because Cincinnati is an underdog. Yep. Yep. And that's fifty to win five ninety. Wow. Okay. And then I'm gonna use those three plus Arizona for a hundred dollar tease. So Tennessee at plus two and a half, Cincinnati at plus eleven, Baltimore at plus nine and a half, and then Arizona at plus eleven and a half. Okay, I got gotcha. you. You well, that, you're all over. See, me and you differ on that on that Arizona game. And we differ on the Baltimore yeah. game, so I'm not going to be anywhere close to where you are here. But go ahead. Yeah. So that's my hundred dollar fourteen tease to pay three sixty, and then I'm going to do another tease five team hundred dollar tease, and that's going to be the Chargers getting even, the 49ers minus six, yep, New or- New Orleans minus one, Minnesota plus twelve and a half, and Cleveland plus three. And what are you putting on that? Hundred or fifty? Yeah, hundred to win five hundred. Wow, that that's a hundred to win five hundred, huh? That's uh... yeah. All right, so uh, and then just uh, give me your survivor and your knockouts. Yeah. So my knockout is going to be Las Vegas. Knockout's going to be Las Vegas. And Survivor's going to be New Orleans. Survivor's going to be New Orleans. Okay. And then I got to say adios. Yeah, well, that's why I'm getting you out of here. So uh, you're out. Go uh, fix your phone or do whatever you got to do. And I will talk to you later. All right. Love you, pal. All right. Peace out. So Chris punches out here, and I will continue on. Now, Chris went with a Survivor of New Orleans and a knockout of Las Vegas. I will. That's where I will start, where I will do my Survivor of Seattle, and then I will do my knockout of Arizona. Arizona. And so then that brings me up to my gambling. And so I was not as active as Chris was, obviously, because I am still battling down from my initial uh, kitty of a thousand bucks. So uh, for those unfamiliar, we start out the year with a thousand bucks and then we put our money all over the place and we see what happens. And I crapped out. I had to repop for another thousand. As for my brother, he took his thousand and he's been sitting up around three thousand for the rest of the year. He hit that three thousand relatively early and kind of went up and down. 
down and up and down. He was back down to 2,600, I think, last week, and then he's pushed himself back up to 3,300. I actually started eating back into my initial 1,000 and start to get some of that money back, but then uh, last two weeks I hit the skids and that money went away. So now I'm into my second uh, my second repop of 1,000 right now. So we went over my brother's picks just to revisit them. He took the Eagles money line. He then took the Cincinnati money line. Well, straight up bet, he took the Eagles. For a parlay, he took the Cincinnati money line, Tennessee money line, and the Baltimore money line. Obviously, with Baltimore and Cincinnati being underdogs, he's getting odds there. And then with the teasers, he took those three teams I just mentioned, added in Arizona for one tease. And then his second tease, he did a completely different tease of Chargers, 49ers, Saints, and Vikings. So I only have two bets. I have one parlay and one teaser. This is what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. It's worked out a little bit to my advantage. I am taking the Eagles and the Chargers in my two-team parlay. Eagles by 3.5, Chargers by 5.5. The 5.5 with the Chargers scares me a little bit, but let's be honest, it's Drew Locke. I know that Los Angeles did not look good last week. They lost to Houston. That was abysmal. However, I think they can get their shit together here and net the win by more than five and a half. And the Eagles, you know, they're on a tear right now and Washington sucks. So I'm going to take the Eagles in the three and a half. So then it comes down to my teasers. And this is what I did with my teaser. I took those chargers that I liked up there at five and a half and I dropped them down. So now they only got to win by a half a point. Then I took Dallas, who I think is going to win versus Arizona at home. I brought their line down to a half a point. And then I took the Falcons, actually. And even though I think that the Falcons are going to lose, uh, I jacked them up all the way to 20 and a half points because 20 and a half points is just a garbage truck full of fucking points. And while I think that the Bills will probably end up covering the 14 and a half to get up to another 20, I don't know. You know, like like I said, those those big spreads this week, I wasn't super confident in. I would never even pick them. We do it for the purposes of the podcast. But, uh, you know, really, you know, when you're looking at the these numbers and what could you do with them, I did look at that 14. I said, you know, throw another six on top of it. And I like that for the simple reason that, you know, the Falcons have something to play for this week. You know, they are still still in it. Like, they're still in the playoff hunt here. So are they really a team that's in the hunt going to go in there and just get blown out? I mean, they would have to be bad and throw the towel in. You know, that's my thinking at least. So that's what I did with that second teaser. I did the Chargers, I did the Cowboys, and I did the Falcons. They're getting the 20 uh, and a half points. So, and that wraps it up for this, uh, this, uh, I thought it was going to be an abbreviated session, but it was not as uh, we ended up cranking out 50 minutes. So, uh, everybody enjoy your Sundays. Happy New Year. By the time I talk to you again, which will be Sunday, it will be 2022. So, hope you guys have a joyous New Year's. Stay safe. Don't drive drunk. Uh, You know, all those other kind of PSA bullshit announcements and the rest. Enjoy your family and friends. And uh, that's a wrap. Peace out.